When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Hard Knocks by Story Archives. I'm your host, Mario Busto, joined by my guest host once again, Christopher Romero. Chris, how you doing this week, man? Surviving as Dolphin fans should be. All right, I think it's time for Mario's monologue. Let's get into this episode, episode four. A somber note. We weren't avoiding doing this podcast. I know it seems like that. It's just, it's a specific timing of this. And the haters, Bill's Mafia in particular, we know. We know you guys hate us, you know, with, you know, some respect, some without respect. Vice versa, you know, we feel the same way towards you, Bill's Mafia. We can't escape Bill's Mafia. My, you know, my sister gave birth this week to uh, my second niece. And um, I'm going through. In the hospital, it's Sunday, and the baby is obviously going to be a football fan because it was born right before the game of the week, in my opinion, which was Bill's Chiefs. Uh, and I said to the guy, I'm like, you know, he's like, yo, who are you rooting for, Chiefs or Bills? And I'm like, honestly, I'm probably going for the – I don't know who I'm going for this week because I don't like playing the Bills very often unless we're playing them at home, and I'm sure they feel the same way. Uh and the Chiefs, I want to have the the one seed. And the Dolphins this week had the opportunity to get the number one seed in the AFC. You know, determine their their destiny, so to speak. And it's not dead yet, but it does get a lot difficult now because here's the thing: we're scarred. We're we're scarred Dolphin fans because our whole life we've had a crappy culture here that McDaniel has changed for the better. Okay, yes. guys like Tyreek have changed it for the better. Okay, I'm hoping Jalen Ramsey grabs this defense by the horns uh, because I was listening to a McDaniels press conference. We're going to talk a little bit about the contrasting things between the things that we see in hard knocks and what I'm hearing in the press conference. And I'm not a sports reporter. I'm a sports fan who knows a bit about football, who knows a bit about a lot of sports. But McDaniel, the the show, let me just start with this, Chris, and we'll get into it from here because we'll, we'll cut the monologue short a little bit. But um, McDaniel, the hard knocks made you want to believe that the dolphins had a bad week in practice. That was the tone of the episode. Practice was not good. They isolated on a speech from McDaniel that he was speaking negatively about their energy in practice. You saw the body language of the players and it looked all together like they had a bad week in practice culminating with all of our injuries that we have right now. Okay. Jerome Baker, Javon Holland, now Connor Williams, ACL out. Tyreek day to day, Robert Hunt probably not playing Sunday, uh, and way more. Jalen Phillips, there's there's loads. Oh, Teron Armstead, we're loaded with injuries right now. Duke Riley has the opportunity to lead that defense as the middle linebacker coming in for Jerome Baker. Our two communicators on the defense, according to McDaniel and according to a lot of people, are Jerome Baker and Javon Holland. Both are out. Okay. 
Hard Knocks showed a bad, mediocre practice, according to the story they were trying to tell. That could be completely deceiving. The camera's deceiving. It's the biggest liar, okay? Correct. Um, McDaniel in the press conference after the Titans game said, we had a week of great practice, okay? But he also noticeably said that he noticed on the defensive side there were a lot of um, miscommunications at the end in that last, because we were up by 14 with less than four minutes to go in the game. Okay. We blow that in a horrible, horrible way. Gut wrenching for Finns fans, gut wrenching for the Dolphins players, gut wrenching for the guys who laid down the sod on the field, because that was like my favorite part of the episode. Um, And it seems like if the communication was wrong, then whoever's replacing Javon Holland and Jerome Baker, Duke Riley and Elliot, right. Mm -hmm. Um, then we were lacking from a leadership position there because you did see moments where leadership was trying to take toll uh, or take Kate, take control. For example, Jalen Ramsey going up to Bradley Chubb after that boneheaded mistake. Cause it's a mistake. Whether, whether I love Bradley Chubb or not, it was a stupid mistake that gave him a first down that led to seven points. Okay. That yes. we, changes the game. And I, I'm a firm believer that no play necessarily dis- determines the outcome of a game, but that play right there was completely self-inflicted. That was a wound that was completely self-inflicted. And he knows it. I'm sure. I'm sure he he's worth. It's Thursday right now, Thursday night. I'm sure he knows it. Dude's a, a competitor like anyone else. So, you know what will really te- what's really the test out of this is is this the same Dolphins team as last year that we ran off a string of five straight losses, or are we going to bounce back? Are we a championship type team? Because championship teams bounce back from ugly losses to mediocre teams, and the Titans. They're not mediocre because they have a great head coach who always has them competing. But is this Dolphins team going to bounce back from it and whoop that Jets ass this week and make Gary Vaynerchuk cry? I love you, Gary V. (laughs) And humble Zach Wilson again. Yeah. Or are we going to run into another scenario where we lose this Jets game and then we got the Ravens at Baltimore? Cowboys at home? Bills at home? And let me tell you, you lose to the Jets. You could potentially be going into week 17 versus the Bills playing for the AFC East top um, to win the AFC East. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Chris, I mean, I know I left you with a lot there, bro. No. Yeah. Any initial thoughts, at least. Hit it on the head of what we're currently facing. I feel like uh, it, it is what it is. If anybody wants to re rewind and just listen to tomorrow, say that one more time. It it is what it is. Mar uh the I was gonna say Mario, the Mario Dolphins. That's what I was gonna say. The Miami Dolphins, <laughs> right? The Miami Dolphins. We I I was at the game. I was at the game. The True. the I, I was at the game. The the energy was electric. It was it was a great primetime game, which another thing. Why does Miami continue to fail on primetime? That's a whole other conversation. But anyways, to go back to your point. We had a chance. Mm-hmm. It started off ugly. It, it it is that the hangover of the bad practices or practice, however hard knocks wants to edit it that way. We'll see. Because even Tua was having a bad game. I mean, excuse me, a bad practice, and he said, I'm, I'm just not hitting it. And he came back. You know, hard knocks is really good at that. Great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We went to the game, dealt with injuries, and you're right. I'm just gonna highlight that the Bradley Chubb penalty just it was a self-inflicted wound that just did not stop bleeding yeah it did not stop bleeding we finished halftime 
didn't score an offensive touchdown because our boy Zach Zeeler with the pick six brings yeah. it home. Mm-hmm. Oh, the defense is alive. And it was. Mm-hmm. It was. It was After there. the fumble by Liam Eikenberg, who came in, who had to shift from right guard to center, I believe, right? Yeah. Right guard okay. to center. And he was doing he was decent. Good. Right. He was I decent. Mean, we, had, we had just drove down, driven down the entire field. Yeah. Uh, and got to the about the three yard line before he he bounced the ball off his ball sack. And um I'm, and I then, mean, look, and look, then there's there's hope for Liam. Liam's not a bad old lineman. It's just dude, you're getting thrust into the position of hey, move to center. These well, guys let me, are always yeah. playing out of position, you know. Sorry, let me correct you real quick. Liam is a bad center tackle. He's a terrible center, okay. and he was a decent guard. Okay. So it's like, I, I don't know how you say that. So it's like, and then Liam's also hurt. So he might not even be there. We had to sign a whole bunch of centers this week. Who did we sign Anyways, this week, Chris? We signed uh, center Douglas. I uh, forgot his first name. And then we signed Matt Shurka. I'm sure you remember him. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. in the team, I believe, a year ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. But it looks like Douglas, which was a former Jet, 6-6-320. Well, he's going to have to, he's gonna have to face against Quinn and Williams this week, right? So that should yeah. be interesting for Tua. We need the run game to be on fire this week. But we're not we're not getting into the nitty-gritty of yeah. football strategy here. We're talking yeah. about the story of the Dolphins. So the story opens up on McDaniels. Uh, no, let's not, let's, not, let's not go there. Let's not go oh. there. Let's not go, there. let's not go to father time yet right now. Well, oh, no, I was going to talk about the speech. But yeah, oh, it was father time. Yeah, no, I, I don't want. I don't want to talk about the father time right now. No, I, I want to talk about the fact that this team has lost almost every primetime game I can think of. Okay, yeah. uh, and we we did beat the Jets on Black Friday, but I almost don't count the Jets, even though now the Jets are bouncing off of a three hundred yard performance from Zach Wilson, who's coming back refreshed, rejuvenated. We'll see what happens. We have a decimated team right now with injuries. Okay, no excuses though. I, I don't play that excuse game. You know, if, if you're a championship team, you win. Next one. Look, KC lost to who did they lose to? The, uh, what like mediocre team did they lose to? And it's the they NFL lost. any any given Sunday, right? So yeah. But they, they, they have a, a, a boneheaded loss, right? The the Lions have got their ass whooped by the Seahawks. Okay. Um, every team that's good in the NFL has these games. The Bills, for goodness sake, they got beaten by the Patriots, who who put up six points the other day, and I mean, had to shut out the other team. They could only score six points, or they couldn't score six points. No, they uh, they lost six zero. They lost six zero, um, which is crazy. Terrible. Um, Terrible. I that's my biggest theme right now is I want to see this team. Like I'll be so impressed because it's look, man, it's the NFL. This league is driven towards parity. Everybody's really good. Uh, Levy's Will Levy's he's good. Okay, he's, that he is not a bad quarterback. And I was saying that the whole good. game. He's tough. Um, he's a, he's Derrick Henry looked slow as heck in this game. He could not get to the line of scrimmage. Uh, he doesn't look right. Um, well, you also got to credit the number one run stopping linebacker and David Long, who went against his great. old team in Tennessee. Great. So he was phenomenal. D line performed very well, but they had their tongues out because the offense couldn't stay on the field. And that's the other theme I want to talk about is this offense stagnated when Hill went out of the game. And I never thought I would have seen that. I mean, by the way, the Titans had a hell of a game plan. Mike Vrabel is like the last fruit-bearing branch on the dying, withered Bill Belichick coaching tree. (laughs) Okay, because Mike Vrabel is a hell of a coach, okay? Yeah. Um, And by the way, the freaking balls to go for the two-point conversion at the end there, 
He knew what he was doing. I mean, their team is four and eight. So they were like, what are we going to do? What play we got for, to lose? play yeah. for OT in Miami. Let's go for the two. Um, yeah. Let me tell you, interesting enough, we have Jim Nance and we have Tony Romo calling our game as we got 1 p.m. Unless they change that again. Which and I you know, Tony do. Romo can't stand our, our – at least it feels like Tony Romo doesn't like us very much for some reason. Um, we also yeah, didn't talk he about – just loves the Bills. So. Yeah, he loves the Bills. He love that's a gro- that's an actual ongoing joke among Dolphins fans is how much he loves Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen Horrible. could you know throw three picks and he'd be like, "Look at the spiral going directly into the DB's hand." <laughs> um, he just sling that thing, huh, Jim? <laughs> um, Tyreek, d- dirty tackle, hip drop, horse hip collar. Drop. Okay, uh, guy no flag on his ankle. Okay. We'll see how Tyree's doing. I think he's fine. I think they were just playing it safe. They thought, hey, we at least have a team that could take out the Titans without Tyreek. But the offense just sputtered, 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 sputtered. And we just felt like we couldn't get it going. And then I'm a big body language guy. I'm a, I'm superstitious like Mostert is in terms of like he says, man, I'm superstitious with this. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Bradley Chubb, when he did that, when he threw his helmet down, something shifted. Something just shifted. It wasn't a good look for our team. He never does anything like that. He's never done anything like that before, but something just shifted. It was such a bad look. Same, similar to like Mahomes, who never has an unsportsmanlike moment. He was yeah. acting out of pocket on Sunday after that call of offsides on Tony. Yeah. Um, okay. And he took it back. And look, I want to see a bounce back. That's all I want to see. And we you, can you, closing thoughts from you, Chris, and then we'll get into what happened in the episode. Yeah, we we need a bounce back. We need to bounce back, uh, like you said, bro. We're, we're we're playing with with one leg and one arm, but no excuses. You got to play. You, it's it's a it's a next man up mentality. Uh, McDaniel needs to come with a plan, but a plan that doesn't surround Tyreek as I felt it did on Monday night. Because as soon as he leaves, you know, he, okay, we know we know Tyreek's the MVP. We get it. He is the MVP right now when it comes to. Everything surrounds him, and he makes everybody better. But, man, last year you had Waddle, and, and Waddle was going off. The year before that, he was going off. He was two as number one at one point, and now he's like an afterthought. So, McDaniel does, needs to come strong with, with, it this, does with this feel, game. It does feel like that, but that also could be uh, – we don't know what the plays are being called. So, we could be – I mean, you could be speaking out of your butt. Because we, we don't know if the play is called for a certain guy, and, and Tariq is just killing it this year. And maybe he's just always open. This is true. This is true. Maybe he's just always open. And Tua's like, at the end of the day, it's about winning. It's not about making sure, A, you know, Waddle has seven catches and Reek has eight catches. You know, it's not about that necessarily. Let me also just drop this real quick before we move on. Also, with the Blake play calling, because I go back to that. Why, if we're third in goal, Five yards to not go. Running the ball. Why are you not running the ball? Yeah, I Mostert, Mostert was the best player Monday night. Bro. Yes, he was. 100%. 100%. He's having the greatest year of his career at yeah. 31. Yeah. Run the ball. Yeah, I agree. Please. I agree. Anyways. And he was the focus, and, and we'll get into the episode now, because he wasn't – he was the focus, but very much – Um, I think – it's like you said, Chris. Mostert's having an incredible year, probably the best year of his career. Um, we didn't isolate too much on him in the episode, but we do open up with him on the beach, which I want to know which specific beach that was because it was beautiful. It looked beautiful, right? It didn't even looked like Florida at one point. I- I'm assuming somewhere in Fort Lauderdale, but I-, I would have to. I'm just guessing or, or just Hollywood somewhere, but I- I'm not sure. 
Um, you had a lot of that. You know, we got a team full of good dudes at the end of the day. You got Mostert, good family guy. Uh, McDaniel with a with just the cutest little moment with his daughter who, I mean, you can't plan Horrible. those things on camera. You know, the way she reacted. And that was fantastic seeing the relationship be, between him and his wife and how she kind of keeps that balance. Because being a head coach in the NFL, there's only 30 of you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like F1. You know, there's only 30 people in the world who have that job. And there are a lot more who want that job. They're gunning for you, okay? One of them being someone like Vic Fangio, you know, ex-head coach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everybody wants to be the head coach in the day. Anybody with any aspirations in some sense. So, you know, it's it's tough leading a group of 52 millionaires in a room pretty much. Yeah. To give it their all, you know, every single week. But this this group does feel special. I will stand by that. We made some bold claims last episode, Chris. Yeah, yeah, we did, and I and I feel like uh, we kind of want to say the the term in old dolphin fashion. Yeah, this is happening. But if we're different, how about I would just say that because I'm not going to make yeah, a bold yeah. claim for yeah, the next. Yeah, no. If we're different, we bounce back, and then we enter the remaining schedule, which you already named. It is the hardest schedule in the whole NFL. We'll see what we're really made of. Doesn't uh, Baltimore have, and I don't know if you can quickly do this while I talk about the next portion. uh, Doesn't Baltimore have one of the easiest strength of schedules? And we have like one of the hardest strength of schedules this year. If we can look at, just look that, look up strength of schedule 2023 NFL. I believe Baltimore is like one of the easier schedules. And we have like a top seven hardest schedule in the NFL. Um, uh, remaining because obviously we already passed it. So, <laughs> um, they are ranked here number one easiest. Well, that's interesting because this is saying number one easiest. But let me see AFC right here. Oh, they're actually tied with us. With us at hardest. Oh, good. All right, good. That's I've, interesting. I've, I, I don't know much about the, how the Ravens are playing, but um, because Kansas watched- City has the easiest. Kansas City has the easiest. No, they just blew it uh, against the Bills. So, anyways, yeah. all right. How about that se- that segment about the sod and the groundskeepers? I love that bit, and I love the fact that we grow the same grass as the one that's grown in Alabama, which means Amazing. winning grass. And I love the fact that they got that segment about Tua and seeing just how many lives these guys impact because. These football teams are like Fortune 500 companies, man. I mean, they mm-hmm. impact so much of the economy. They impact so many employees. Uh, and the fact that Tua was there in the quarterback room saying, yeah, I think it'd be good for the team to see this, to see, you know, when they suit up, like what the grass that they're standing on is prepared like diligently by a group of hundreds of people who touch this. They need 18. No. What was the number I wrote down? I wrote down, okay, they need 30 18-wheelers to transport an NFL football field. You know how many mouths that feeds, how many families that feeds, how many people are employed within the stadium by these guys, and they don't know it, right? Um, Or they do. if they do know it, they don't see it every day, but I think that should be brought to their faces. And same same with us. I mean, you know, in terms of, like, we all impact different people, and I thought that was a nice touch, and I like that the leader, one of the leaders of our team, is bringing that up as a big deal. And I would love to see something later in this season where the team does go to that facility and, and sees this, you know? I saw Tua walking barefoot on there. It made me want to walk barefoot on that grass. On that I was grass. like, man, it's getting this, grounded. Is probably the, this is probably the best grass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put your feet on. But we yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful to see. 
we got a great feature on Alec Ingold, and I learned a lot about him. I did not know he was adopted. I didn't know he was such an advocate for uh, foster parenting, uh, which was a really touching segment. And it was even more touching to see that he was nominated for, as our nominee for the Dolphins, a Walter Payton Man of the Year, which is a super honor, right? Um, and the fact that he was nominated by other teammates without him, like, seems mm -hmm. like a dude who just does good and is not looking for the credit. And it's so true to the fashion of his role on the team as a fullback, because isn't that the most fullback thing ever? You know, you do your role, nobody knows your name, and you're the one clearing the holes for Mostert. I mean, Mostert uh, is probably buying him a nice Christmas present uh, with, absolutely, uh, you know, absolutely with, uh, with the lanes that he's opening up for him. Right? Yeah, Ingold. Ingold's one of our captains. He's one of the first signings that McDaniel's ever wanted when he first got here, because Ingold was coming off a torn ACL playing for the Raiders. Mm -hmm. He got him in. He he's a locker room guy. He's a captain. The way you hear him speak, the way you hear him talk to people, he's a leader. Um, he's a leader, and uh, he's an athlete. Because what do we see him do? Freaking hurdled, hurdled, bro. He has some Van Ginkle type moments. We can call him like the Van Ginkle Award at this point because yeah, it feels like Hard Knocks is is, is serving up a volleyball, right? Mm -hmm. It's just serving one up, and they served one up for Alec Ingold, and they served one up for Mostert, and they served one up for Duke Riley. Duke Riley, and the yeah. two who cashed in seem to be um, Mostert and and Ingold. Yeah, not that Riley did bad necessarily because the defense played pretty good. It was just. Our time of possession against the Titans was probably atrocious. Yeah, especially in the last, the whole last half of the quarter. I don't know what happened to collapse, yeah, but know. it was great. And then we get the segment of Raheem Mostert. Uh, I love these dad segments. As dad watching this, I'm like, it's pretty cool. You see the normality of their lives. But yeah. uh, Raheem reminds us that he is having his best year. He's having his best year. He's superstitious about it. He has Ingold leading the pack. Um, he has a beautiful family. And he's staying healthy, which, you know, it's, it's he's doing his part. And it's great to see that, too. You know, I wasn't looking forward necessarily to watching this Hard Knocks episode this week because of how gut-wrenching that loss was. Um, also, I, I had a, a film shoot on, on the following day. I hate when my team loses the day before I have a film shoot and, and they lost oh, right man. before. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> she sent me in with good vibes. But um, <clears throat> I wondered, you know, how was Hard Knocks going to approach this? Were they going to, were they going to go straight for the wound and just stick the knife in and twist it? They didn't really do it. It felt like a soft episode. They kind of took it easy on us, and even the script writing of it was like it's the NFL. Anything can happen. You know, good teams lose games like this. Okay, the thing is, is that we're just traumatized as Dolphin fans of seeing losses like this just avalanche into into something much worse. So what we'll find out is, is is what Tua's saying and Tyreek's saying, you know, we're, talk is cheap. It'll come to Sunday. Yeah. Uh, is this team different? Are you guys going to bounce back? Because if you bounce back, it doesn't matter that we lost to the Titans. We're bouncing back. That game is in the rearview mirror. We're still freaking 10 and 4, you know, whatever it is. We're 9 and 4 now, obviously. But um, you get the point. Come Sunday, yeah. We're come Sunday if we get them. And praying for the downfall of the Bills against the Cowboys <laughs> and the Ravens because Bills Mafia, we don't like you. We don't like you. We, we don't. We don't. That's it. I mean, I agree. I we think um, you. we just don't like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh, you said earlier, um, we we want to stay away from this last week game with the Bills being so important. We kind of want to walk into, like, into look, their saying. Let, let's not forget, because let's talk our crap, too. We beat the Bills at home last year with a concussed Tua. Okay. Tua was concussed that whole second half. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, and we almost beat beat them down in the snow with Tua, and we lost at the end of the game. It was pretty much whoever had the ball at the end of that game. So forget that whole narrative about Tua can't play because he was playing in a blizzard in that game, okay? And thirdly, we almost beat you with our third-string quarterback, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't get a playoff So at the end of the game. So it is what it is. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I, I agree. I feel like um, we're, we're – McDaniel talked about it all year, and especially you heard it when he, you know, in the previous Hard Knocks episodes. You, you can't get to the goal without going through adversity. 100%. I love that, Chris. This is your main adversity, I feel like, because this is like – okay, there was a stat that I saw, and I said, of course. Of course we're the one to get that stat. Zero and 765 teams that when they're up two scores in the last, I think what they said, three minutes, mm-hmm. you win the game. Yep. Who's the one team that lost it? The freaking Miami Dolphins. So there you are. That's your title. That's your, they take away Tua from the MVP candidates. You're no longer MVP Tua. Don't even talk, don't even talk about Tua. I like anymore. him out of it. I like him out of it. Me too. Yeah. Me too. So you have that. Tyreek's on one ankle. What are you going to do? Look, man, no good story comes without adversity. Things were going too smoothly. We've played three losing record teams like three and three the last three weeks, pretty much. Mm -hmm. There is a certain point where when you're whooping that booty, you know, when we're going up to Washington, D.C. and renaming it after Miami, you know, it's Miami, D.C. now because of the amount of fans we had up there. Okay. Uh, you tend to like, I think, take your foot off the pedal. And I think that's why McDaniel's speech in the beginning of the episode where he says, we got to put this thing into overdrive. Everything we did, we got to put it into overdrive. And his whole tone was almost like somebody who knew these guys, whether it's like when, bro, when you're playing basketball on the court and you're playing a pickup game and you're destroying the other team. And it's like you're playing to 21 or 15 and you're whooping them 12-0. And then you get a turnover and then another mm-hmm. turnover. And now it's 12-7. And now you notice your other three teammates are kind of like, you know, their foot's off the pedal a little bit, kind of subconsciously. Yes. And you took your foot off the pedal. That's, I think, what he saw in the team. At least that's what it felt like to me. And the thing I appreciate about McDaniel, and I wrote it in my notes when I was watching the episode, is he so much feels like a guy who understands the moment. He lives in the present, and he keeps it real. I mean, he told his guys, hey, you get stiff-armed by Derrick Henry, you will go viral. Like he talks his crap and he says like what it is. He told Tyreek in the last episode before this one, he said Tua threw that ball. He says that's to make you that's to make you even more famous. You know that ball that uh, he had to readjust. He mm-hmm. says that made you go viral. So he kind of talks to these guys in their language too because so much about professional sports is the fact that you have such a limited career, right? You have you're usually retiring before you turn forty, at least from yeah. the game, and then you got to get your second career and figure that out. Um, and for guys like Tyreek, they're building their brand off the field, you know, and all those things are just elevate their legacy in, in a way and and their gravitas, right? So yeah. Um, to your point though, Chris, what we were discussing, um we we'll, the adversity of this loss, that's what you need in those to show see the metal you got as a team, right? You lose you win or you learn. That's like the saying, right? It's true. If you waste it then you're not making the most of the opportunity, but you really learn the most when you lose. And I think perhaps if we look back on this and it could have been the best thing that ever happened to us was losing that game in the fashion that we did because it shows that we're not invincible. We do play bad. Okay. We are capable of playing bad. 
Okay, because nobody, nothing really shined. The, the the Titans gifted us most of those points on Monday night. At least that's what it felt like to me as a, as a viewer. It did. Okay, it did. and it's kind of great to have this wake up call right before we head into this last home stretch of Jets at home, going to Baltimore, sack up for Baltimore because that's going to be possibly a season deciding game right there, mm-hmm. and then hopefully putting to rest the Bills' playoff hopes in Week 17 because I'm putting the Cowboys hat on Sunday. I hope that goes off on Sunday. Uh, I agree. It's also for my fantasy, so I'll, <laughs> I'll take yeah. it. You're going to um, anger the YouTube commenters, Chris. Careful. Oh, my bad, my bad. Uh, um, I think so, yeah. I mean, you said one thing, which uh, the foot off the gas, Chubb said it too. He said the exact words. He said, it's like we put our foot off the gas. Oh, no, no. He put, his foot, he put his foot on the gas when he took his helmet off and threw it well, off. Oh, yeah. Freaking into a wall. That's what yeah, he did. But, you know, when I watched so, it live too, I said, Get to the sideline. I was screaming at the TV, just get to the sideline because I knew he was going to throw his helmet to the floor. Even McDaniel lost it. Do you see him lose it for like a quick in minute? In hard knocks. In hard knocks. Yeah, in hard knocks. In hard knocks. Was, it was like the look of someone who was thinking like, how stupid can yeah. you be in this moment to not know the situation? It's not like that play took place in first down. It was like you need to take control of your emotions in that situation, even if you're revving up. And really – he was pissed because he missed a sack for his, he missed a sack. You're missed, dude. Your missed sack led to the fact that we got a fourth down because he had to scramble out of the pocket and he got tackled by Ramsey. Mm-hmm. So get over it, aim lower next time, and call it a day. But yeah, and you know it is what it is. But we're gonna call out mistakes. Chubb, you're balling. You're balling. But that was boneheaded, man. Love yeah, you, bro. The, yeah. The 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 defense did I what they it. had to do. Make it up to us against the Jets. Yeah, the and then those last two minutes. I mean, to to even talk about like I'm glad Hard Knocks didn't like highlight it, but yeah. we saw it. There was so many blown coverages. Cater Kohu, uh, the, the the defense just fell apart. Yeah. Defense fell apart. Tua gets the ball back. Offense gets the ball back, with it. and doesn't do anything with it. Oh, well, we got to the, the we tight. got to the fifty. We ran a play that I didn't like very much, which was that Devin A chain. Uh, going to the right, we threw a half. It was third and two. I think it was third and two or third and four. And yeah. he they threw the ball four yards behind the line of scrimmage, which reminded mm-hmm. me of the Tannehill. I had Tannehill flashbacks of that type of play call. Run anything past the line of scrimmage, man. Anything. Waddle can get open for a little two-yard dink. And I mean, I know it's even easier said than done, but even if it's incomplete, I prefer that and throwing it in the backfield. But and then you know they thought they didn't know if he was out of bounds. They didn't know that he was out of bounds, and like they were like, "Oh!" And then you were just moving slow, and I'm just like, "Have you guys not practiced a two minute drill?" Like it, I it just yeah. felt like the time was wasted. I, I thought the time management was okay. Look, Achin has an incredible running instinct. When you watch him run, he has this gift of being able to find any gap and make it work. He had an opportunity to either move forward, and he's I thought he I thought he was fast enough to get that first down. He would have yeah. had to stay in bounds. Um. But he ended up not getting the first down and still not getting out of bounds. And then bad timeout management by McDaniel again. Uh, we're getting too loosey-goosey with those timeouts. And uh, we had only one. So that comes back to to bite you when you can't put a team away. When you let a team like the Titans stick around like that, and then they do the miraculous, right? Or they they put up 14 in, in less than four minutes. You know, it's just... Uh, it hurts. Them. It's an ugly one. Yeah. You just got to put it behind you, and it's going to sting. It leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Everything under the sun. So yeah. that's, that's right. where we leave off. So 
that's where we leave off. I hope Hard Knocks is is a joyful one into next week, and then it's like super epic because we're gearing up against the Ravens. Which, by the way, Lamar, not the greatest uh, close game quarterback, right? I think his uh, for, like his winning drive numbers are, are not fantastic. They're not fantastic, but that team is doing so well, obviously because of coaching and that defense. Boy, that defense. Oh, Harbaugh is always going to have his guys playing tough, but I do yeah. think. Um, It'll be a fun game because a lot of Dolphins fans were clamoring for Lamar Jackson to get traded for Tua at a certain point, right? To go after Lamar when he was not when he was holding out, right? Yeah. Uh, did he get that contract by the way, or is he still holding out? Oh, he got it. He got um, it. I don't keep I, like sometimes I forget about like the details yeah. He, he got it. He got it before the season started. <clears throat> but there was a lot of people clamoring for that, and I know Tua hears that. So, by the way. My favorite game that I go back to when when times are down and sad, I go back to that Ravens game where we were down like what twenty eight to seven in the half. Yeah, something crazy like that. Probably more. And you know, ending the game with pretty much twenty one unanswered, uh, or actually no twenty eight unanswered, and we beat them. Mm-hmm. You know, with that Waddle touchdown in the end zone. Mm, that was a fun game last year. So they're gonna want revenge on us, and uh, we're fighting to pretty much. We hope that they lose this week, right? So that we can get them. Do we play the Cowboys the week after? So we play the Cowboys week after Jets, and then we go to Baltimore. Play Cowboys on Christmas Eve. So we we need the we need Baltimore to lose one of these games between the next two weeks, so that when we play them, we have the tiebreaker on them. Yeah, and we need the Chiefs to lose one more game as well. Yeah, uh, and we need the Bills to just always lose. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you all for tuning in this week. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Hard Knocks commentated by Story Archives here. We hope you're having fun with us. It was a sad week for Dolphin fans, but, you know, there's worse things in life. And uh, we're blessed to have a competing team. I mean, I'm not crying. We got, we're got we 9-4. and four. So um, I love it. Moving on to next week. Dolphins versus Jets, 1 p.m. Tony Romo, join the bandwagon. Stop with the Josh Allen pandering. Um, you know what? He's going to be conflicted, right? Because it's Cowboy. No. He... Why wouldn't they put Tony Romo on the Cowboys-Bills broadcast? Is that a Fox game? It has to be a Fox. Uh, it has to be a Fox game. And it's, it's he probably just didn't want it. <laughs> he probably did it. He was his Cowboy. love. He would have been so conflicted. He would have yeah, been like, how he, do I go against my... Yeah. Because he would have done it. He would have gone <laughs> against Cowboys, right? He would have done it. Yeah. But I'm with, I'm with Dak and all of his, here we go. Here we love go. It. Love it. All right. Love it. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, We are covering other shows on the network. If you're not just into sports and you want to hear some uh, TV commentating, I'm doing a show with uh, my co-host, Zach Newton. We're covering For All Mankind. We're covering Legacy of Monsters, which is a Godzilla show and more uh, on Apple TV. It's pretty great. We got some other things planned for the channel. Uh, Some shows coming up in January. We're doing Masters of the Air, which is a World War II film that's following up on. Oh, God, what's the name of it? Man, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, Brothers. What is the World War II? Uh, Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. Yeah. It's uh, following that up. So, uh, yeah. Join us on the Soapbox Network. Subscribe to the Story Archives show. And until next week, on a hopefully more optimistic episode, we'll see you next time. Fins up. Fins up. No fins for the win. Oh, <laughs> you just had to do that. You had to break it. Good night, everybody.